he did play for the national team, so that has, yeah, that has oh, to count. For okay, something. so then he's good now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Roger. everyone good morning good afternoon good evening hello, hello. You're listening to this i hope that you're enjoying this i hope you're having a good day this is recorded on october 13th 2020 um this is episode two of our podcast ronda so as well as brought to you by patron sports this is a part of the globally balling podcast network which is a subsidiary of the globally balling media network for this show and other shows like it such as the globally balling podcast hang time and eternity of basketball as well as on projects like it, such as original articles and video work, visit globallyballing.com now. For episode two of Ronda, we will talk about the first four games of the PBA bubble. We'll talk about Alex Yala and her performance in the juniors of the French Open. Um, how PSC claimed that they funded her, even though we don't really know about that. And then we'll go into Bianca Pagdangananan and how she finished top 10 in an uh, LPGA major, the PGA Championship. As well, as we'll have a special guest on this podcast, Rob B. Jaworski, who is the grandson of the great uh, Robert Jaworski. It's all the same name, but yeah, he'll be on it. We'll get some good stories from him. We'll talk to him a bit. And he'll also give his takes on all the topics that I already mentioned. Anyways, I hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening. Please follow, like, subscribe, whichever um, media that you're following, that you're listening or watching this on. Thank you. All right, so welcome. This is going to be our second episode right now. We are just about arriving to picking up our friend Robbie. Um, I'll let him introduce himself once he gets into yep. the car. Where is he? And he should be outside, but he's not. Uh, just Robbie! Just oh, there he is. I find him, yeah. Hello, Robbie. What's up, Rob? What's up, Max? Hey, man. How are you? Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for being here, yeah. Rob. Why don't you uh, inter- introduce yourself? Yeah. Just Hello, everyone. I'm a friend of Patron Sports. My name is Robbie. It's nice to meet you all. You gotta give more than that. Who you are, <laughs> your last name, maybe. Okay. Your last, <laughs> your mom. All right, all right. I am, I am Robbie Jurisky the grandson of the famous basketball player Robert Chavisky and yeah that's what I'm here for yeah awesome so um, we'll save Robbie's interview for later in the podcast but first we'll get into the topics so first the PBA bubble just started Uh, so far I've seen four games and um, Negs and I have been watching Rob's been watching I think Robbie said he even watched a couple games yeah. yeah, just a little bit. So, what does everybody think about the whole situation there? Well, like for me, especially the first four games that I've watched, like, and I'm sure you know everyone can speak to this as well, but the one thing that I definitely noticed about the games was these guys run up and down the floor. Yeah. Like, they play with Makes so sense. much pace. Yeah. They're literally just sprinting up and down. You barely see any, like, half-court sets. And honestly, like, for me personally, I found it so entertaining and enjoyable to watch. 100%. And like, like to add to that, like you know, like when you have like a big lead, like when teams have big leads, it doesn't really matter. Like in the first game, TNT was literally down like what 17, 17. at one point, yep. and then all of a sudden, like three minutes later, 
it's a, it's a two point game and they ended up winning the whole thing just like that yeah exactly all of a sudden yeah yeah no but these guys like, but like these runs really are these awesome. runs are insane and th and like That's even true. like yeah like these guys also the reason they go on such huge runs is they shoot the living hell out of the basketball man yeah these guys What's are sniper extraordinaires dude yeah Paul Goy if you're watching this you're the man. Oh, yeah. yeah, just the best. Were, that was nuts. 45. 10 threes, man. 10 threes. That was nuts. 10 threes. And it wasn't even like he was just like catch and shoot. Like he was doing them off the dribble. He was pulling up from Balintawak. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Ridiculous. So, yeah. Basically, they actually didn't reach the right Because, I mean, that's the way that the Pinoy coaches have always. I mean, yeah, the way the defenses are structured are also. It's all full court defense. Mm -hmm. and, trying to yeah, speed and up they're the just game. trying to outrun everyone. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, but you know, like when you watch the games and stuff, and you watch like the way they run their offenses now, it's like, I mean, I think you can argue that it's like it's just the beginning of the bubble, and teams are like getting back, getting their groove back. But oh, yeah, their true. shot selection has been horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like it has been terrible yeah. recently. Well, I mean, one of the they're guys, a bit rusty, you know. They yeah, want, yeah. Everyone wants to put on a show the first yeah. four games. Yeah. No, but I get what Robbie's saying. Like people are shooting the ball like two seconds into the shot clock. Yeah. Like I think they're def they're like they're like trying to play like it's mid season, but just because they everyone's a little amped up to play. Yeah. I mean, our favorite topic is gonna be Kiefer right now. Yeah. And how he came out, just slapped yeah. Come, flat. on, Keith. <laughs> really Come on, Keith. Come on, Keith. I think he finished the game with uh, six points. Six points. Or like two of eight shooting or something. Two of eight like that. shooting. Yeah. And he only had like two or three assists. Yeah. You know what it is? It's because he changed his number. You think so? I think it's definitely going to Relaxed. You think because he changed his number? But I mean, he's doing well, it. Well, I always... I mean, I love that he changed his number for the, for the bubble, honestly. That, that play where uh, Scotty Thompson blocked him and got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That Absolutely was nuts. Yeah, that was that nuts. That was nuts. That was nuts. <laughs> no, but he, he definitely looked like he was forcing a lot of things. Who, Kiefer? Yeah, especially yeah. in the first half. It was really bad. And in the second half, he became more of just a facilitator. What do you, what do you, what do you finish with? Two of eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just looked uncomfortable out there. But I mean, yeah, yeah first game, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'll get it together at some point. And how much did Lex lose by? Uh, was, it, was it a double-digit game? I think it, I think it might that, have been a double-digit But that game, basically, yeah. like, the, the difference was basically the amount of points Kiefer should have scored yeah. or would have scored in the regular game. Yeah. The difference is, he never is just really good. Yeah, he never, he never looked really good. Because my defense yeah. also shut down. No, but yeah, game. but then like even like in both games, like the first two days, like there were some impressive performances for sure. Like Paul Goy was one, and even Castro actually, like he didn't yeah. he didn't put up like insane numbers, but he's the reason they won that last game. Man. Like the last three minutes of that game, he took over. That Matthew Wright kid, Matthew just lights Wright. out. He's, yeah, a, he's a sharp shooter. Clay Thompson. Yeah. He's like that, yeah, he's like that, that, that guy. Man. Yeah. And um, even in the most recent game, Sumang, Bello, and uh, something—they all went off. They, I think they combined for like 50 points together. And Sumang and Bello really sealed the game. Yeah, it was crazy. But they won by like 120, something like that. Yeah. Oh no, not them. They won in the thing, but because of Matthew, right? Yeah. I'm talking about it. Um. Anyways, so who do you guys say are the players to watch out for? So far, I mean, so we've uh, only seen what four games. Eight four, four games. Yeah, but I mean, four just games the first. Three teams play. I'd say 
I mean, Matthew Wright's definitely. Matthew Wright, yeah, Matthew Wright seems like, yeah. He seems like a stud. Boy who absolutely, but yeah. But see, that Pogo guy, I don't know if he's actually. I don't like, know if he's there. If he, or if that was just like yeah. a fluke. I mean, player. exactly. He, he, but he's like one of the guys to watch out for. You know, he can just get, like, these random guys yeah, do he get hot. Get I mean, Pogo. he did play for the national team. so that Pogo. Has, yeah, that has okay. to count. Okay, so then he's good enough. Good enough. Sorry, Roger. Uh, My bad. Is that his name? Roger? RLR. I don't know. Roger Pogoy, though. Yeah, but RLR. Oh, okay. And then, I mean, Castro, everyone knows him. He's yeah. got a comment. He's yeah. a bad beast. Well, for tonight, also, like, one thing uh, is, like, like, beer men are playing tonight. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare during this thing without June Mar. They won it last year, but obviously they had. And they're the only, they're the only team that um, played before. Well, them and I, I forget who they played against. Wait, they what happened to June Mar? In March. I, I think he's injured. That's why he's oh, not. Yeah, it's, it's definitely because he's injured. Pretty sure, but so yeah. the beer men are one and zero right now, technically speaking. Well, I they mean, they completed the only. The game. thing that makes the beer men different from everybody else is the fact that they have the giant in the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's won the last. I mean, six like, no, they also have MVPs other players. Yeah, yeah, they do. But six. Like, he won six. six so the way they yeah. outplay everybody else yeah, is because yeah. of June Mar. So that's gonna like yeah. really hurt them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they still have some stuff. They, they have Armin Santos and um, yeah. what's his name? That's guy that left. Oh yeah. He seems like a sniper also. Yeah. Chris I Ross. Th- th- yeah, Chris, Chris Ross. Ross. Good. Yeah. I've watched Tabagnot play multiple times live, yeah. and he's a really streaky shooter. Oh, like, yes. it's either like he makes it all or he doesn't. Do these beer men goggles? Terrence Romeo? Yeah. Yeah, Terrence Romeo. Romeo. Terrence Romeo. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're fine. Wait, what What team was he playing for before that? Wasn't that? I, can't remember. I, I mean, but you still need that. I mean, that, but that puts them over the top. The whole June Mart thing. Dude, so, can you like go left? Like we've been seeing the same oh. scenery. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. Sorry. Um. Anyways, Rob, you know more about the PBA than anyone. So like, obviously, your favorite team is definitely not Brown. Yeah, for sure. And All the way. So like, do you think they can win? Because that's now my favorite team. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, they're they're, they're always a team that's in contention. They they show up in the finals multiple times. Uh-huh. I think we won. I think we won the Commissioner's Cup. Yeah, so the thing is with Tenebra is that they dominate like the import league. Yeah. They do really well there, but they, I don't think they've won the Philippines. Yeah, you see, that's your problem. It's because, it's because our players are good, but with the import league, it's like we have Justin Brownlee and that guy is like, he's Oh yeah, that guy is a bucket. He's a hooper, like he's an actual hooper. And so I think that, I think that when the team plays and practices with him, it's like, when he's gone, it's so difficult to adjust because yeah, he's literally mindset. like the number one option every possession down. Right. Yeah, so it's like basically playing with Kobe one thing and then yeah, not having. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that's so that's, it's like, that's yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's a big difference. It's like with Hinebra, like our Filipino players, they're talented and they're good, but we're missing somebody who can put the ball in the basket. Just like get a basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But do you think they can win this year? I mean, this bubble. You just gotta believe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love so it. I do believe. I love it. We're gonna add that in. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Um, Alex Yala has been making waves not only in the Philippines but around the world. She went into the French Open, the Junior French Open for tennis, ranked second in the world, and she ended up finishing, I think, in the semis. Got upset in straight sets by some girl. I think the name is Jacqueline or something. But either way, that's pretty impressive. The girl's only, I believe, 15. 15. Yeah, she's 15. Yeah. She's, 15 she's, ranked, she's ranked fourth overall in the world. Um, I think she's ranked crazy. higher now. 
Isn't well, she, she ranked higher? She might. She lost the the French girls. So she did. Yeah. Have, so she did have home court advantage. advantage. Yeah. It's hometown. <laughs> and all of it. Yeah. Um. So then, I, obviously, you guys saw like highlights and everything. Wouldn't watch uh-huh. it. How impressive did you guys think she was? I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the comment that I put in this post, but I was like. Must be it must hurt to get slapped by that forehand. <laughs> She's got some major power in that arm, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely crazy. She's only fifty and I mean it looks like the ball's coming off at like hundred miles an hour. I mean like she's fifteen yeah. years old and she looks like she doesn't look like she's fifteen. Yeah, she no, looks no, like no. an athlete. Yeah. For sure. Hundred yeah. percent. And I mean just talking about how impressive it is, like she's playing in the French Open, man. <laughs> Like, it doesn't get any better than that, dude. Like, wow. Yeah, exactly. At 15 years old, most people that are... She's actually already won a a Grand Slam, but for doubles. But that's still, you know... That's still still something. Yeah, Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's a Grand grand Slam. (laughs) Like, dude, what what the hell were we doing when we were 15? We were in high school. She's younger. She's not gone into Brent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This girl that she lost to is a lower rank, but... Um, she's 17 years old. Yeah, she's playing against like 18 year olds. Yeah. Like, so yeah. And after this, after this tournament, impressive. her her rank of number four moved up to number two. Wow. Yeah. So she's like, so there's one human being yeah. under 18 years old. That's, that's better than her. Yeah. That's better than her. Exactly. That's amazing. So like, I mean, gonna be. She's definitely gonna get on the tour. Yeah. And so Alex, if you're watching this. Can we like get on, get in your box? <laughs> we would love to <laughs> come and watch. We will cheer you on. We will be loudest cheerleaders yeah. for you. Yeah. If we're in the the Wimbledon box, yeah. the French Open box. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. we'll bring Manila. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring Manila, man. That would be insane. Uh, um, now, do you watch tennis more than any of us? Does she remind you of anyone that's like on tour right now or any <sighs> tennis players? Well, I mean, I haven't seen her highlights enough to like give a solid comparison. But she's but, lefty, right? Yeah, she's, she's lefty. So the dollar, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nadal, and the thing is, she she was, um, she went to Nadal's academy yeah. in like Spain, uh, yeah. And she like trained with him like for like I don't know how long, but her and her brother I know got the hit with Rafa himself, which is like insane. Yeah, it's a once so, in a lifetime type of thing. Yeah. So, well, for her to be you know freaking fifteen years old and doing all the things, yeah, like, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah you have to take, be like. Some sort of legit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. Anyways, so on the topic, you guys all know PSC, the Philippine Sports Committee. Yeah. And basically, they said that they were that they funded um, Alex Yala, right? I think it was three, three million. Three million. Something yeah. like that for then, training and her competition. They didn't say. They lied. Yeah, well, they, they said. Lie. They said. And then yeah. their dad came out and he said. Well, that's anything. just not true. Yeah. They never received anything. Yada yada yada. And now, and now, uh, PSC now, is apologized. now yeah, PSC has apologized, and they're saying that they plan on. Um, they already planned on giving her the money, but then there's like paperwork or something. Yeah. So I don't really know how to feel about that. It seems like a lot of bola. Yeah. I mean, PSC. I mean, everybody has kind of known that PSC has never really given a shit about. What actually like the sports and everything? But yeah, I mean like it, honestly, if for for like the political sports, like in the country, yeah. it, it, it does not have yeah. good reputation. Yeah. Right? The politics in sports is like is is awful. So it's also like, something. There's, there, I mean, this is something we've all kind of known, and now it's just coming out that yeah, it's for sure. Cause yeah, they they're caught like 
their hands in their asses and shit. Yeah. So, dude, like for me, it's just like, what, what did, what, yeah. what did they hope was gonna happen? That they'd claim that they funded her and then like, the parents would be like, oh yeah, yeah. I got that bank transfer <laughs> from BPA, but I remember. Yeah, I don't know how like, you missed What the heck, dude? Yeah. Like, what did they hope that the family was gonna say? It was just ridiculous. That's well, like, I mean, it's, it's also screwed up because now what does that mean for like the rest of it? Because now everyone else is waiting for their turn to play or whoever. Yeah, and, and PSC like, is like holding the keys to sports. If you think like, about it also, it's like Alex Ayala now is one of the highest ranked athletes in her sport. How? How are like the other athletes of the Philippines being treated? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if, if they're not even that, like, exactly. you know, the, With someone that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. If they're not involved enough yeah. with them, then what about everyone? Like, PSC is gonna say go when we can go, when you know the athletes can go. So, what do you mean? Like, it's like it's their money that, that that's gonna go into funding you out, funding oh. all these things. So, so but, what? So, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you're you at that. I mean, you know, you just gotta believe, but right now it doesn't look so good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, for being honest, dude, are they really? I mean, I'm, I'm a baseball player. It's not like anyone really cares except for baseball players. So, if they're not gonna start basketball, if they're not gonna start any of the bigger sports, then there's no way that the minor sports are gonna get any of that. For sure, yeah. Or any funding whatsoever. Hundred percent. All right. Um, and then. Bianca, someone's got to try and say this name. Pagdanganan. Whoever can get it. Whoever can get it. Whoever can get it. We'll take turns. Where, I'll say Bianca Pagdanganan. Oh, Bianca Pagdanganan. Oh, galeng. Hey, first time Robbie got it. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, the women's LPGA PGA Championship was just this past week, which is a major, one of the four major championships. She's a rookie on the tour, and she plays top ten. In her first, she got seventh, right? Ninth, ninth. Um, That's right, still, yeah. yeah. And as of right still now, she leads the LPGA tour in driving distance with an average of about 282, I think. That is nuts. And then, by placing top ten in that event, she actually won eighty-three thousand dollars just from that <laughs> placing top ten in that one event. So and this was her first time, right, in a tour event. No, like not her first. Yeah, it was oh. her first major. But yeah, she's yeah. she's already been on tour for a couple of events now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's actually pretty crazy because the first the first day she shot a seventy seven, which I mean, is ridiculous. Isn't no? no isn't I mean great. that's I'm like. I mean yeah. But, <laughs> we're talking like she's a pro. Nuts. Like she's a pro. No, so two hundred eighty two. My driver goes eighty two yards. Yes, yes. <laughs> but wait. So the first the first day of the event, she shot a seventy seven, which I mean, for a pro, that's okay. And then after that, her dad basically just told her, hey, welcome to Majors. And he told her, stop thinking so much about it. Just see your shot, hit it, and then make it happen. He just looked at me and said, welcome to the Majors. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Dad. It's a great welcome. But he just told me, that my dad knows my game pretty well. He's with me in like every tournament. So he basically just told me, you just got to stop thinking, which I agree because I do play better when I don't think. I'm not the most mechanical, technical person. I'm all about feel. So that's all he told me, you just got to trust your swing, look at your target, and just get it there. You just don't try to analyze anything else, and that's basically what I've been doing the past two From there, she listened to him, and then the next two days, she shot a 65 and a 65 back-to-back, back, which put her, I think, four strokes within the leader going into the, fourth, the last day. And then she shot a 73, which made her drop to ninth, but still, I mean, she plays top 10. Yeah. Um, she had a solid run in between. 
Yeah, now because Rod, you guys have been getting into golf recently. I mean, I mean, like, I guess you could call it that. <laughs> yeah, sure. You guys attempt to play the sport. Yeah. So, as I already said, she hits the ball about 280 yards. I'd say that's like where I hit it on a good day. So, do you think that, if, let's say she was to give you guys 30 strokes, right? And it was you guys against her, you think you could win that match? 30 strokes? 30, 30 strokes. strokes. Kind of question. It's a lot of strokes. And we'll also hit from the ladies. You guys, yeah, you guys will play from the same tees, whether it be the ladies tees, whether it be the men's tees, whatever it may be. 30 you guys will play you know, from the same tees. I think that's a ridiculous I think question. I, can, I think I can take Bianca. No, but I'm saying it'll also be both of you. So like, you guys would play best ball. So whichever one, whichever ball you guys want to take, play that, and then it's against her. Yeah, I think you can take it. I mean, I thought this question was ridiculous. Like, my answer was absolutely not. <laughs> like, 30 strokes. No, dude. 30 no. strokes. I think I can do it. I mean, 30 give strokes me, is a give lot. Give me like strokes. Uh, uh, she's, she's not going to get an eagle every single time. No, I mean, like, honestly, I think, <laughs> right, I mean, I think that's like... Us? <laughs> I mean, <what> you <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're playing, so you can't really watch it. Right, let's put this, let's put this into God. perspective for everyone listening. Rod and Negs, I would say that they shoot around 100. I'd say, oh, I'd, say, I'd say about, I regularly shoot around 105. Yeah, 105, 100, 110. I think it'll come down to like the last hole. What if next is gonna have like a three foot putt? And I mean, this girl just basically proved that she can hang out with all these. Yeah, no, she's big, big time. Too. She's yeah, big yeah. time. If she's leading, and she's all twenty-two this. years old. Yeah, and isn't the whole thing like you know the whole brand of golf now is to hit it as hard yep. as far as you hit can. Hit it as far as you yeah. can. And, and if she's leading in what you lead in, of what stat is most like important, yeah. then yeah, she's gonna. That's more. Yeah. Did she have the highest that, drive? Like. In the whole tour, bro, yeah. she's leading the whole tour in average driving distance. Two hundred eighty yards is like, dude, that's not far. I, I probably like hit two hundred eighty yards once in my life, and I'm counting it when it like rolls. You know what I mean? Well, that's what it does count that. Oh, okay. But still, that's very. That's far. so far. It's very far. That's insane. All right. Um. So yeah, I guess that's it for all the topics that we have today. Um. For the rest of this. <laughs> Let's just talk to our good friend Robbie. He'll give us some insights and everything. So, let's start off talking about your sports uh, career. Because, I mean, oh, your Lolo played. Shooter. <laughs> That's your dad played. What happened? My, uh, <laughs> my sports career. I mean, like, let's not get into it. I might get depressed right now. You know, basketball is fun. I got injured. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> got injured? What was career ending injury? Career ending injury. I actually did. I tore my all my ankle ligaments in my in my, in my right ankle. But you were about to get drafted. Right? And then, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not not even close. I mean, I did have some aspirations to join the MPBL, but that lasted for about three months. <laughs> and yeah, that's that is it. So now you play any sports, any hobbies that you? No, I mean, to get into? I have been getting into golf recently. I only the whole world. Yeah, like the whole universe is. I only play basketball for fun, like yeah. <coughs> the usual. Alright, so let's talk about your Lolo. Yeah. Obviously. The great. He is the man. Yeah. 
lot of the a lot of people consider him the goat of Philippine basketball. He had so they say, he had yeah. the longest career, right? Yeah, I of, think I think, I think he's, of all yeah. sports yeah, like I worldwide. Think, I does. think he has like the world record or something for longest professional basketball game. He was playing well, he finished college at he only okay. He only started playing basketball when he got into college, when he was like eighteen or seventeen. That's when he started. Yeah, as in like yeah. he he saw he saw like people trying out for the heck? he saw people trying out for basketball. Like, oh, and then I mean like the goat tomorrow. He was he was just like okay, if these guys can play basketball, I could probably play basketball too. So he got in the team and then he won, I think one or two championships in in college and then straight to the PBA and since then after like I think he retired he was like already 52 53 oh, something like that. yeah, so that's, that's yeah it's a long yeah. career it's 30 what 33 years I mean it I mean, wouldn't it's not really that's... 33 years though cause wait so did your dad and him though. ever play at yeah the same time? my him and my dad are the first father-son duo in PBA history to win a championship Wow. They won a chip. I think. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyways, what were you saying? He got banned from Yeah, he got he got banned from from the PBA I think for just about <coughs> two years. Um I, could, I if I'm not mistaken, it was um he was play, playing for um Meralco at the time. Yeah. And he had a teammate. He's also PBA former PBA All Star. I think his name's Bobby Reynoso. Mm. And uh it was a high stakes game from what my Lolos told me. And um, so Bobby Reynoso, well, my Lolo was sitting in the bench. Yeah. And um, Bobby Reynoso got a bad call and uh, got into a scuffle with the referee. And my Lolo said that um, he was getting into a scuffle with the wrong ref, cause like, it wasn't even him that made the bad call. It was the ref behind. <laughs> right. So the other ref is trying to run, run, he run, runs past the bench to try and pacify the situation with Bobby Reynoso. My Lolo stands up out of the bench and slugs the guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, yeah, so like <coughs> the ref. Yeah, the ref. So Bobby Reynoso also got into it with the same ref. Then the Basketball Association of the Philippines, which is basically like the front office of the league, like they. They gave both players a lifetime ban. A lifetime. Yeah, a lifetime ban yeah. from Philippine basketball. Okay, so but that, that that's what your Lolo was, right? He was he was like a bruiser. I mean, that was the type of style he played. Yeah. With. You know what? Like, you know for me, it's like he, he wasn't. At, I mean, he was a no. He was like a tough guy. He wasn't court, really yeah. known like in the beginning. He wasn't really known as much for like his skill or his level of play, but more of being like the biggest goon in the basketball. Court. Comes I mean, yeah. If you if you pick up the game at like 18 years old, I I, I don't know how much you know what what like skill you can really get from. Yeah. Like, that's not. That's just like natural athleticism, beating people up. Yeah, I but mean, he won 13 championships, right? So that's about that ban. A lot of people don't know about. Like everyone knows that that happened. Yeah. But a lot of people don't really know like the. The process or the things that happened like during his battle, okay. and how like the league actually wanted it. Like the league, so many like half the league wanted him back. Other half like, hated his guts, thought he was like poison to Philippine yeah. basketball. And um, 
I'm blanking on his name, but a uh, former senator who was a fan was like, we can't have this, and then like just put him back in the league. And nobody really knew like how he was accepted to join the league again. But he was he was allowed to have a run in the national team one more time. Yeah. And then that's how it started. So So yeah, because it was supposed to be a lifetime ban, right? Because yeah. like you lifetime bans, like when did those ever get lifted? Yeah. I mean didn't but yeah, but wasn't it the PBA that needed Yolo to like stay in the league for that long? Yeah, because yeah, at the so, time he was the best he was the best player. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like LeBron, like it's basically like yeah, like let's say uh LeBron like decided to beat the ref off. Yeah. Like, like, and yeah. then like they were like, okay, you can't be in the league anymore. It's yeah. like Like after a few yeah, years, they're gonna, gonna be like, yeah. come on man, just yeah. let him come back now. So how many years did you lose in that? Two years, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, so he's gone for two years. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, the PBA, like, all of a sudden lost its, like, popularity and stuff. Yeah. Especially, like, his team, the team he was playing for. So, I guess they needed him back also. Yeah, 100%. Um, what does he think about, like, Philippine sports now? I mean, like, he he was, like... Basically playing in the golden era of the Philippines, right? Like yeah. that's when yeah. PBA was at its best. Everyone I mean, was watching. Everyone a couple loved it. Yeah, but he was a part <laughs> yeah. of it. Like, when the stadiums were always packed, and yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. country was excited yeah. about watching it. Um, how, what does he think about it now? Like how it is now? I right mean, now um, you're talking about like basketball, right? Yeah, basketball, or, or just what he like, thinks in general about yeah. Philippine sports. Uh, well. He thinks that uh, the fans that are like the sports still have now, it's like it's more or less the same. But he also thinks that like the style of play and the level of play, it's like he thinks it requires a lot more skill now. But he also hates how soft everything is. Yeah. Like that's almost. one thing that he keeps mentioning. It's like how everyone is like so soft. They complain yeah. about all the calls. Yeah. Because I even remember when I was little, it wasn't even like that here. Like basketball yeah. here was always really physical yeah like, and i used to love coming and going to games when i was like young yeah yeah exactly but, like, now it's i don't know it's like the nba it's yeah, soft always soft foul here foul there lebron competing there <laughs> well i mean that's how yeah that that, that, that like it's how the game is that's really just how all like all not even sports, just in basketball yeah, and not even just here like everywhere in the world like that's just how the game is involved i guess yeah um Anything else, Robbie? You want to say anything else? Not, not necessarily. I mean, we could go on and on about new things about the game and what he thinks. <laughs> well, do, you think okay. there, do you think there's any chance we get him on a podcast? <laughs> on a podcast? Maybe not right now. Maybe like if eventually. We, yeah, maybe possibly. You know, we'll see. But is he is because like is Rob is your Lolo like considered like the goat? I think. It like depends I feel like there's no it, like. It depends here. who you talk to. Though. Like a lot of people. A lot of people have their own preference. Isn't but there who else? I think yeah, who are the other choices? I think if there was a goat, Samboy Lem, he's Samboy really good. Lim, yeah. Um, Maybe Francis Arnais has a chance, mm. but they were teammates also. So all old school guys. There's no like from the days, the days that you could no, say. No, 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 no. I think like from when I think I was Roger a... Paul Goy might have a chance. <laughs> I think I think he has like argument. From when I was a kid, though, all I all I ever heard about was Jaworski being the best, and that was like I have no idea who Samboy Lim was because. Really? Oh, ago. you guys want to know a fun fact? Samboy Lim's you know, really um, I always hear about My, my lawless nickname is Big J, right? Yeah. Do you know that that was inspired by um, 
Oscar Robertson because he was the big old because uh, of the style of play where he was basically like he, triple doubles or like double wow. doubles here and there. You're, yeah, so your little is big old. Yeah, yeah that's he's, why he's, he's the big, big J. J. Yeah. yeah, and also his hands. His hands are like humongous. Yeah, I saw that it's one video of him. Yeah. He literally ran after the ball and picked it up just like yeah, 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 yeah. Why was in the air? Yeah, it was just like. Okay, that was like, insane, yeah. My my Lola, like he was he was still like really fit up until up about like two years ago. Like he was still like playing tennis for like he was playing matches with tennis. He was playing basketball with me. Like he'd play one on one with me like five years ago. Wow, wow. And, so he's like, a freak athlete. And yeah, he, it's crazy. And then like one time uh we were playing full court and the ball was about to go out of bounds. And instead of catching it with two hands, he catches it with one. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that's it for this podcast, basically. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. 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 Than